Hey, everybody, it's Allie, and welcome to our YNR chat for Sunday, December 18th, 2016. As most of you guessed, <laughs> I was not able to YNR chat last week because I was busy giving birth to my baby. <laughs> and I just wanted to pop on here, especially just to let you guys know that truly, truly, my childbirth experience was a perfect storyline. And 20 years of watching YNR completely prepared me for what to expect. I mean, the entirety of labor and delivery took place in a single one-hour episode with each dramatic moment reaching its climax, then cutting to commercial break. <laughs> I tell you, I will never forget the moment when my immaculately clean and bundled little daughter was placed gently into my arms in our room. A beam of sunlight actually fell through the window onto my glistening face, just barely damp with perspiration over my soft, rosy makeup and perfectly tousled hair. A swell of music filled the air as mother and child snuggled together in quiet, peaceful sleep for the entire night, and the scene faded slowly to white as I was filled with the realization once again that soap operas and reality are one in the same. <laughs> the only thing missing was Kane coming into my room to play doctor like he did with Lily this week. <laughs> Lord, oh Lord, that just about made a girl blush. <laughs> That was pretty good. I was waiting for a good Kane and Lily lovemaking scene, and we got it. I mean, did she say she was going to give him a deep muscle massage? <laughs> that was a little bit graphic. <laughs> and let me tell you, none of the doctors in the hospital looked a thing like Kane or Lily or, or anybody else on TV. <laughs> oh, so, okay. I am all caught up on every episode of YNR. Uh, forgive me, though, if I fail to connect a few of the dots. Uh, it's a, lo a lot of the past you know, week has been kind of a blur, uh, but I, I did watch all of the shows, enjoyed them. Uh, and I think one of the main things that I noticed is the pacing of the show seems quite a bit different. Um, even just within the last two weeks, I'm wondering if what we're starting to see is the new writing. Uh, the Sally Sussman has taken over as head writer, uh, and I'm, I'm wondering if these past two weeks have been uh, her first scripts that were appearing on scene, because it just seems to me that the show has been less drama driven and more focused on relationships and the show's history. In fact, the very first episode I watched uh, when I got home from the hospital was the uh, episode last week with the Abbott family breakfast. Oh, you know I loved that. I, I've been asking for weeks for, to have that Abbott family togetherness at the table moment, and I was getting it. And it was such a wonderful welcome home. I mean, I cried. <laughs> I cried the entire episode. I went, I grabbed my daughter, and I, I brought her in and, and made her watch with me. Like, you need to see this. <laughs> 
what family is. <laughs> and, 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 you know, as far as I'm concerned, she's watched every episode of YNR with me this entire time. So I'm like, you need to hear the storyline too. You need to know the history of the Abbots. And they, and they did a wonderful job of really addressing all of the dynamics within the family, including the fact that Dina had left, um, the, uh, the, the children. And I mean, I forgot, I, I completely forgot that Ashley was not actually John Abbott's daughter. So that was something nice that they brought in. Um, and, you know, of course, that she was his favorite. But I loved the way they opened the scene with the audio of of John talking over, over it as Jack was kind of wandering around the living room. And just the fact that they were playing those audio tracks while showing us kind of where we are today. It was that was a great, great episode. Um, just excellent. And I mean, there are so many other things about these last two weeks that just, it almost seemed like it was tailored, tailor-made to us veteran viewers of YNR, us people who uh, really remember the the older days and, and who wanted more of the history folded into the show. Uh, for instance, Michael and Lauren's anniversary. That was so wonderful. You know I died for that. I am a huge Michael and Lauren fan. I remember their engagement or when he proposed and he redid the whole gambling uh, poker theme, and it was really, really nice to see. Um, the other thing that I noticed this week was, or this past, uh, I don't know if it was this week or last week, it's all kind of a blur again, but um, they wrapped up the whole Sharon Dillon visitation court battle without showing it on screen. Am I wrong? And unless I missed something and I really went back to make sure I didn't, they just came that, you know, we, we knew that Sharon and Dylan and Nick were going to go to court and we came back to an episode where the hearing had already happened and it was just Dylan and Sharon talking about the fact that they lost which didn't bother me at all. I thought that was kind of great that they didn't actually go back to court and show that to us. It was just implied. It was more about the dynamic than it was about the actual courtroom drama, which that's just what I'm noticing about the show right now. It's less drama driven and it seems to be more focused on the social aspect. By the way, um, where we last left off, we had a poll question. Should Sharon and or Dylan have visitation rights with with Christian? And 62% of you said, no, absolutely not. They do not need to have visitation rights. I was maybe even a little bit surprised that 38% were in support of Sharon and Dylan having uh, at least some sort of legal visitation with, with Christian. In my mind, I definitely voted no, only, you know, not that I don't think that they deserve to have a role in Christian's life, Well, I don't, even though I don't know if they necessarily deserve it. But in my mind, I just thought there's just, there's no legal leg to stand on here. So I was surprised that as many people were in, in support of it, but maybe it was more people wanting Dylan to have, uh, to have visitation. I don't know. Uh, but again, I feel like the show is, is giving us something a little bit different right now, and I'm enjoying it. Even Mariah's face plant <laughs> of this week seemed so much more charming and character developing than it was dramatic. I like that the you know the journey of her getting coaxed into watching the show or sorry hosting the show. I like 
just, you know, I liked to see her make her fall and then recover. I liked the moment where they brought in the elf outfit and she, it was, there's comedy in there. It's, it just seems tonally that the show is a little bit different. I like where we are. I like everything except for the singing kid. <laughs> you know how I feel about that. I can tell that it's Christmas in Genoa City, Christmas at the ranch, and all of that is good with me. But, you know, I don't like it when people sing on this show. <laughs> That's my one of my least favorite tropes. I get it, though. That I understand who the little actress is and, and, and uh, that she's been portraying Dolly Parton, or she portrayed Dolly Parton. So I, I get that. It's just I don't like the singing on the show. Everything else, though, is wonderful. Let's zero in on Mariah real quick. I read an article at one point uh, where Mal Young was interviewed and he said that he has his favorite characters that he really wanted to highlight and Mariah was one of them. I think having Mariah host GC Buzz and this and this journey that we've seen from her over the course of the past week or two is a really great way to do it. It shows us her personality. Mariah is an everyman, an every girl. She's someone who I think we can all relate to. These other characters on the show have this big, you know, career and beautiful life and it's you know, they're they're all gorgeous and they're all kind of perfect and Mariah is a little bit of a stumbler and she's a little bit of an outsider and there's something about that that is especially charming and so I I've really liked seeing that. Um I also liked seeing Hillary get fired by Devon and how ticked off she was when Devon turned around and asked Mariah to take that over. It's just that Mariah is such an unlikely candidate to host a show like this and that makes it so perfect and it also hits the peak of Mariah and Hillary's rivalry during Chelsea's big fashion show reveal live on the air. Hillary has been fired. Devon has put his foot down and she can't stand that he's asked Mariah to take over. She can't stand that someone else is there in the spotlight. So she hacksawed off one of Mariah's heels, one of her pumps, one of her shoe heels. It was it was crazy. It was straight out of Showgirls. <laughs> it was such a no-me moment there. Mariah goes down on live TV, flat on her face. Everybody sees it. The internet reacts. She's now a joke. She's now an internet meme. And she's got a big old bruise on her face to boot. Oh, I feel terrible for her. Mariah is just too... She's so relatable. It almost seems like something I would do. She's 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 down to earth and and I I feel like I can relate to that on some level. I also really like the friendship that's developing between her and Devon because Devon's kind of got that relatable down-to-earth vibe going on right now. He's not Mr. Over-the-Top in comparison to Hillary, uh, but we're, we're, we're seeing Mariah and Devon have a little bit of a friendship, or will it be more? Hmm. I think we've been theorizing that for a couple of weeks now, and it may very well be the case. Hillary's playing hardball with Devon right now. She is not happy that he fired her from the show, so she gets an agent to try to do a, sort of make Devon jealous, make him beg her to come back 
kind of thing. And she's in general just rebelling against what she views as Devon's control. And I think that it's not that she's without a valid point. I think that Devon is on some level trying to mold her into the wife he wants. I'm not saying that he's not right to want to do that. She is over the top. She's mean. I mean, what Hillary did to Mariah was mean and evil, and there's no excuse for it whatsoever. It makes good TV, in my opinion. I I, I liked watching it. I just thought it was um, entertaining. But on a personal level, obviously, that's a horrible thing to do to somebody. It's wicked. Uh, she is truly the, the wicked witch on the show right now. And Devon is trying, I think, to reel her in. It was sort of a bizarre little interaction between Neil and Devon this week where Neil tries to give Devon a pep talk about his relationship saying, look, Hillary is a wild card. Isn't that kind of the reason why you married her in the first place? Which Neil should know. He's, he, he, he was married to Drusilla and Drusilla was never somebody that he could keep on a leash. And well, frankly, <laughs> Neil was married to Hillary too, for that matter. So <laughs> I think Neil is, uh, is able to provide some insight there. Devon is desperately trying to hang on though. Devon wants to hold on to his marriage. He wants to do something right. He wants to fix it. So he buys a condo for Hillary. She had complained one time about living in the athletic club. So he went and bought her an entire building. And now they're going to be living in Sage and Nick's old condo. I I didn't see a casting update on this, by the way. But I believe that the woman who paid played the real estate agent must have been someone who was affiliated with the real housewives. I'm completely pulling this out of my brain. I could be wrong, but I really think so. I think that uh, the woman who played the agent what, is somehow on the sh- the Real Housewives show, which Eileen Davidson is also on, probably a Real Housewives of L.A. or something, maybe Beverly Hills, I don't know. But uh, sh- uh, I, th- there was a little scene between uh, Ashley and this real estate agent that made me think that. And um, I, so if you're a fan of, of, of those shows, I'm sure that was something cool for you to see. I think it will be good to see Devon and Hil- Hillary in their own home, but it does feel temporary to me. I don't think that Hillary is going to be content to play nice wifey, and I think that that's what Devon wants. Hillary is going to be looking for her next conquest, her next challenge, whether it be business or pleasure or all of the above, and Devon is not necessarily going to be able to fill all of those or any of those spots. The Abbott family togetherness did not last very long. I think that one of the greatest lines of the week, or I don't even know, I don't even know if this is an exact quote, but there was so much talk about John Abbott this week and the type of father that he was, the type of businessman that he was. And there was a moment where Jack said, I think to Ashley, something to the effect of, yes, John Abbott was a great man. I am not John Abbott. And that is what we are seeing this week. Jack 
is the son of John Abbott, but he does not possess those mild and meek qualities that 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 fatherly uh, togetherness sort of vibe that John always brought to the Abbots. Jack is still bitter toward Billy for the affair. He considers Billy at this point not an Abbot. I'm not sure exactly who gave Jack the power to make that decision, but ultimately, I think Jack feels powerless to change the dynamics of his family and to do anything about the destruction of his marriage. So he's wielding power, any power that he does have. For instance, locking Billy out of the house and not wanting to include him in the Abbott family breakfast, kicking Brash and Sassy out of the lab, planning a takeover of Fenmore's. I am kind of excited about that, though. (laughs) I'm kind of excited about the idea of a Fenmore's takeover. It brings Lauren into the forefront. It creates some crazy new uh, drama. I think that could be really, really fun. But not fun for, for Jack. I think Jack is poised to make an enemy out of everyone who loves him one by one, including Phyllis. So that long kiss goodbye they had, oh, she just realized, he, he tells her, I need to move on with my life. You need to move on with yours. And they have this moment in the athletic club where he just scoops her up and he just kisses her passionately. But it was a goodbye. It was a long, passionate goodbye kiss, which signaled the end of their relationship. And I assume it signals the end of her working at Jabot as well. I think that Phyllis and Jack are going to find themselves becoming rivals over this Fenmore's takeover thing. I like that Phyllis and Lauren are becoming friendly again. We They were, they made good friends and that that friendship between Michael and Lauren and Phyllis was dropped off the map and it's being brought up a lot more lately. So I'm cool to see Phyllis and Lauren on the side of Fenmore's working against Jack for a change. I think we are seeing a lot of change, not just in Jack, but in Phyllis too. Uh, she's She is no longer red. Literally, her relationship with Jack ended her being red. She decided to go blonde with her hair, which I think looks really nice. I've seen other pictures of Gina Tognoni with uh, blonde hair, and she, she looked beautiful, of course. I think that... Probably some people will be disappointed that the iconic red hair is no longer. I thought that the way they revealed it was kind of fun. I would probably bet dollars to donuts that wherever they filmed that salon scene was probably part of the makeup and hair station at YNR. And that's really neat. That's something different. It gave us something different visually to look at and a different way to reveal it. It's better, I think, to see her in the chair than just to have her walk in a scene and everybody saying, you know, oh, your hair is different. So that was that was fun. It was creative. And it was a visual cue that we're taking Phyllis in a different direction. She is not going to be pining for Jack. She is not going to be pining for Billy. But perhaps she's going to be on to something and, and someone new now. <laughs> uh, and with the way that Nikki and Victor 
Twitter were eyeballing her at Summer's birthday party. That tells me we are headed in the direction of a Phyllis and Nick reunion. I mean, come on. Jack mentioned something to Phyllis about how, uh, I can't remember what it was, but how she left with, with Nick on another holiday or important day or something. Jack mentioned the connection, uh, when, when, uh, he had, she had an affair on him with Nick. Then we've got all of a sudden Summer's birthday party and just, you know, he's Nick stopping by at Jabot to check on Phyllis. It just seems like that is a is three times you mention it, and I'm gonna have to say Weiner's probably planning on getting those two together, and that is a good poll question for this week. Are you open to seeing Phyllis and Nick get back together? YRChat.com. I've still got that website open. I'm going to put up a poll there, and I think you should let me know how you feel about Phyllis and Nick getting back together. Are you a fic fan, (laughs) or do you think this is a relationship that's better left in the dust? YRChat.com. I really thought that it was gonna that the this whole next year was gonna be completely about Chelsea and Nick, not Phyllis and Nick. So either that leaves Chelsea open for something new, not having to do with Nick, or it thrusts her into a brand new triangle with Nick and Phyllis. How weird is it that while Jack is ramping up on the revenge and the hostile takeovers and the ego, Victor seems to be pulling it back. What's up with that? He's going around town talking about retiring, and I'm thinking, yeah, right, not bloody likely. We've heard that one before, Victor. You're going to retire. You, you, he probably will. He probably will put on a, a uh, an air of, I'm, oh, I'm retired. I'm done. I'm done with Newman, but it's only going to be temporary. You know it. He's going to be back eventually. Uh, you know, <laughs> I... I I had to laugh at the, at the fact that Victor's going around saying he's going to retire. He even surprised Nikki with one of those vacations. How many times have has Victor promised a vacation to Nikki that they never ended up going on, but they actually did go on a vacation this week? So, well, it must be a new leaf for him. He must be an all-new man. Yeah, right. He is looking for someone to take over his throne. (laughs) The problem is Nick doesn't want it, um, although I still wonder if he could be convinced. Frankly, I'd be happy if Nick let Noah run the underground and Nick decided to dust off his business suit. That'd be okay with me. Um, And then there's Victoria. She seems to be at her wit's end with Brash and Sassy, so it's possible that she could be willing to return eventually to Newman Enterprises too. After all... Victor's love 
is the only, or not the only, but I would say that Victor's love is probably the love that matters to Victoria the most because it's the one she has the hardest time getting. Despite what she says, <laughs> um, I think that if Victoria isn't with a man, can't find love with a man, she's going to go looking for Victor's approval as a replacement. So, well, you know I am bummed about this news. It is good by Travis. See ya. Thanks for the memories. Thanks for getting me all into Travis and then making him go away. The thing I all of the signs were clearly pointed in that direction, the way they completely destroyed Travis's character in order to build up Victoria and Billy. But I was assuming he was staying on the show because I saw a casting update. I saw an article in my magazine here that said Michael Rourke explicitly like confirmed that he was staying with YNR. So there was all these rumors that he was leaving and then everybody went out of their way or you know YNR or him or whoever went out of their way to say no, he's staying on the show and then all of a sudden now he's not. So I'm going to assume they were just pulling a little switcheroo there and they were lying to us and uh, just tricking us so that we thought he was going to stay and then pulled the rug out from under and now he's gone. <sighs> Why can't we ever keep any of my favorite soul punks? <laughs> it seems like the more I want them, the quicker they're gone. <laughs> YNR just does not want to give me what I want sometimes. I, I mean, I don't know. It's all, it's all going to be Billy and Victoria from here on out. If YNR takes it nice and slow, maybe I can be convinced to get on board with the Victoria and Billy train once again. But I will say, you can probably prepare yourself for the, a New Year's role reversal. I'm predicting it now. Um, Victoria picked Billy up out of the gutter one fateful New Year's Eve, and that led to the entire story of their relationship. I am expecting that he may just do the same for her, by the time the clock strikes midnight in 2017. Better than a poke in the eye with a sharp stick. <laughs> that was two, the, our Who Said It quote from two weeks ago, but I wanted to make sure to follow up to let you guys know that it was Michael who said that line to Phyllis. They were having what, what again was a nice friendship moment hanging out at the athletic club where Michael was talking about Thanksgiving and she was saying that she and Jack had served meals to the homeless together and it wasn't quite what Phyllis wanted from the day with Jack but Michael said hey it's it's better than a poke in the eye with a sharp stick <laughs> that's a line that I just like I just thought it was kind of clever only two people caught it or only two people got it right so I have to give major congratulations and props to both Henry and Nancy they both guessed that it was Michael Baldwin. Now I have a new one for you this week. We'll see if you caught this. Who said, I think cats on bikes are cool? <laughs> I personally think cats on bikes are cool. Uh, so, so it's a line that jumped out at me. Do you think cats on bikes are cool? And do you know who said that? YRChat.com. If you think you know, I think cats on bikes are cool. Who said it?
Now, this was just meant to be a quick update. I had two weeks of YNR boiling around in my head, and I just wanted to make a few quick notes and to let you guys, of course, know that I'm okay and to thank you for all of your comments and congratulations and uh, everybody checking in and making sure that I am doing good. I certainly am, and I appreciate it very much. It feels good to know that you guys um, care and that you are still here for me and still watching the show with me. Uh, Rest assured, I am um, on the road to recovery and um, I'm feeling better every day, so hopefully I can uh, continue to do some of these audio updates for the next couple of weeks. Um, we'll, we'll see. I don't want to overcommit, so if you, if you don't hear from me from for a week, don't think anything's wrong. I'm just kind of adjusting. You know, it takes takes some time to get back into oh, not only your routine, but adjusting to a new routine, and and that's probably going to be a process. But I I'm I still love YNR. I still want to YNR chat very, very much so. So, um, so keep checking back on Sundays. I, I would love to be here if I can, and if at all humanly possible, believe me, I will. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna. I, I, I did read. I'm reading comments at yrchat.com. I haven't been checking Facebook or YouTube or anything like that. Uh, so if you want to leave a comment for me, that would be the best place to do it. It's just helping me right now to condense everything into one spot, uh, and. Uh, that I can read all the comments there, and then hopefully next week or the neck or the week after. Um, uh, although I am reading everything, and I, th- I think I'll listen to voicemails too. I haven't yet, but I will. Um, uh, of course I will. So um, probably by next week, though, um, or the week after, hopefully I can start reading out some more comments and getting your feedback into the chat as well. So. Ah, Mike, I can tell my voice is a little raspy, so I hope that the, I hope everybody could hear me and that the quality is good and all that. And, and, uh, I will look forward to seeing you guys again very soon or, or hearing, having you hear me <laughs> at the very least again soon. Okay, everybody, have a good week and I love you and, uh, keep watching YNR, keep on buzzing GC. <laughs> Bye.